I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Welcome back. You'll never guess what movie we're doing today. I know a lot of you are going to guess Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. Mm-hmm. That would be wrong. We're doing Homeward Bound. I needed some positivity in my life. I wanted to see a dog <laughs> fight a mountain lion. The incredible journey. Can you imagine? I... We should do that for April Fool's Day. We should do like Toy Story. Something that is so- the opposite of a horror movie. I would almost say The Page Master, but I know that that does get creepy in the middle somewhere. I love that but, movie. Oh my god. It's one of my favorites. Is that, on Dis- is that on Disney Plus? Was that a Disney thing? I don't know. That's not a Disney movie. I can't remember who, like what production company made that. I want to say it was like Amblin. I want to say Steven Spielberg had something to do with that movie. It's Spielberg-esque. I, I believe it. Yeah. You know? It's Spielberg-esque in that it's really, really good. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, I love it. I, th- I remember. I think I got when I got to the freaky part when I was a kid. I turned it off, and I don't think I've ever seen it since. <laughs> and I'm I'm realizing now as an adult, it's like no, like I've I've missed something. <laughs> like I'm missing out on this. I really need to to get on it. Yes. But alas. Alas. Ah, uh, but yes, we are in fact doing Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two from 1986 on Spooky Time Presents. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle, and yes, I have found the chainsaw weapon in Elden Ring, and I've been using that oh, to have chainsaw you? people and make my own massacre. Nice. So what is oh. Elden Ring? And I want you to explain it thoroughly here on the show. Uh, no, I'm oh just my god! Just give me the short That's... version. What is it? All right. So you know the world? Yeah. Oh, man. Everything's kind of messed up. Okay. God tripped and broke his ring, and now everyone's fighting for the pieces. Okay. And and I am something that no one likes, and I'm res- I'm supposed to get all the pieces back together and become God. Interesting. Okay. Written by George R. R. Martin. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, he helped make the story for this, and it oh, is interesting. This is actually actually might be the, the greatest video game ever made. Really? I've been playing it nonstop since I bought it. Okay. Uh, Saturday or Sunday. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Jarrett went out and bought it too, right? Yes. Folks, sometimes we'll just be talking in the group chat, or I won't be talking in the group chat, but my phone will be buzzing, and I'll look at the group chat, and it's just Kyle and Jarrett talking about Elden Ring. And I was like, I have no idea what's going on right now. Yesterday I found the Pope, and yes, he was a turtle. And why wouldn't he be? That seems to be the logic behind it, as far as I can tell. Okay, cool. A lot cool. of the story of these games is really, you have to put it together yourself. There is no narrative yeah. for you to follow. Oh, it's magical. It sounds magical. Uh, I know it's sexist to say that your boyfriend should get it and not you, but I don't think you like <laughs> video games, so I'm going to yeah. say Taylor would probably like it. The extent of my video game, like, enjoyment is The Sims. Uh, oh, no. You know what? I played... Um, 
uh, South Park, Stick of Truth. Yes, that Pick was a of really Destiny. Fun game. Just kidding. Um, yeah, <laughs> that game was fun, and I, I, I don't think I got through the whole thing, but I played a really large portion of it. Um, Did you get to the part where your dad's testicles hit you in the middle of a fight? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I yeah. did. Oh, fabulous. Um, yeah. So, welcome to... Uh, what's your name real quick? Oh, my name is Cammie, and I don't play Elden Ring. <laughs> oh, you're missing out. I know, I know. Yeah, um, but that's... Elden uh, Ring is for other things. Today we're talking about Texas, and it's chainsawing massacres. Yes. The second edition. The second volume. In the Texas Chainsaw story. I don't know if we aired our grievances about the fact that, like, every Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie basically has the same name. I um, did mention that in the last episode. Okay. Um, maybe we should mention it in every episode because it's really fucking annoying that we get... People will get confused. <laughs> they don't have... I Is the third one the only one that has, like, a number after it? This Or the second no, but... and third one? Oh, uh, I... Well, I think the third one is it's Texas Chainsaw Next Generation. I don't think it has a number. No, the third one I thought was called Leatherface. It's Leatherface. Well, I think that's the fourth one. Leatherface is the fourth one. I think so. Okay, this is try. something we Hold really on. should have figured out before we decided to do this as a, uh, <laughs> a season. Okay, wait. Um, no, Leatherface is the third one. Okay. Uh, well, that's something. Yes. It's Leatherface, colon, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. So they dropped the the from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and just called it Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Um, the fourth one is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. Um, yes. And then I think we veer away from... There's a new timeline when we hit the 2003 one, correct? I've never seen it. I really couldn't tell you. I'm assuming yes. Uh, the third one is a, or the, the 2003 one is a remake of the f- first one. And then there's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning, that came out in 2006, yeah. which is a prequel to the 2003 remake, I think. Um, then there's Texas Chainsaw. 3D. 3D. Leatherface. From 2017, 2017 and Texas Chainsaw Massacre that just came out a month ago. Um, yeah, the problem is every single one of these movies shares the same basic name with another movie in the franchise. Yes, it is so hard to keep track of everything. It is nanners. I remember even when we were talking about this, I think before we recorded the first one, I had my list of six texas chainsaw movies mm-hmm. and i didn't know leatherface counted and so then jared's like yeah like all eight of them are right here it's like eight like what what the hell are you talking about how yeah. could i miss more um the texas chainsaw massacre movies feel even messier than like the halloween franchise halloween at least has numbers and like yeah exactly freaky with their timeline but like i can, mm-hmm. I, can I can watch halloween it has numbers until order. you get to Halloween 5, right? Because then it's just Halloween. Oh, did they stop numbering them? I think it's Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, Halloween, the... I don't know. No, The but Return a, a of Michael Myers is the everything. fourth one. <laughs> Return, Curse, 
something else. Um, but I can't. I, that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about <laughs> the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, part two. Part two. Electric Boogaloo. Um, I do. So you had never seen this movie, correct? Correct. So you watched it. Yeah. Good, good. Um, <laughs> I don't have to hang up on you. Um, so did you like it? I liked it more than the first one, I think. Okay. I had a feeling you would. Um, can you regale us? Tell the audience what, oh, yes. uh, why you liked it more than you liked the first one. Uh, it just, the first one felt, you know, creepy and gross because it mm-hmm. was like realistic. Like, yeah, this family of freaks could exist and then you know kill passing passersby on the road and it was like oh like it's you know disgusting and they're doing terrible things but like i could envision that happening but when dennis hopper is dual wielding chainsaws having a duel to the death with leatherface who has a crush on stretch the dj uh-huh. it's become ridiculous enough for me to be like okay like yeah they're still doing the same stuff but this universe is now a little unrealistic to the point where i can actually enjoy the yeah suffering. it's fun <laughs> Yeah. Um, even like the opening to the movie is much, it's like similar, but completely different than the intro to the first movie. Um, do you mean the narration got, or like the opening scene? Not the narration, but like the opening scene, whenever you've got the guys on the road calling into, um, stretch, you know, and they're like yeah. harassing Shooting her. signs. Like um, we're... We're seniors from BIU. You know, we're heading down to see the big old game. And then they <laughs> run a guy off the road. And it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. This, um, is, this is who I want to see in this movie. <laughs> Basically, it's like, okay, we've got dead bodies creeping people out in that intro to the movie. But it's just completely different at the same time. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but maybe I'll find my words eventually. Um, do you want to hop into a plot synopsis? Nothing would make me happier. Sick. Let's go. All right. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, part two. Our massacre begins with two rich assholes trying to out-asshole each other. Mm-hmm. This catches the eye of Leatherface, who puts on a little song and dance for him before the Texas Chainsaw <laughs> begins. A little soft shoe. Yeah. He's been working on that dance for months. I'm so I'm so proud of him. <laughs> dappa, dappa, dappa. All this action was caught live by local DJ Stretch, who shows it to Special Agent Lefty, Detective Lefty. I don't know what his law enforcement background was. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> All right. So Lefty was really freaked out by Texas Part 1. Uh, and he's super duper wants to catch these guys. He is not a fan of theirs. Mm-hmm. He even f- buys a bunch of chainsaws so he can fight fire with fire. That is dumb. Yes. Our, our heroes devise a plan to lure the cops in so that they will investigate these killings, but instead they lure in the killers. Uh-oh. Stretch narrowly survives by seducing Leatherface with her sexy chainsaw dance. Stretch them, then follows them to their hideout. Also, Lefty is there. Yes. I don't know how. Stretch falls down a hole, and Lefty decides to psych himself up and just starts sawing shit. Mm-hmm. Throughout the night, Stretch goes through various forms of capture and torture. Uh, Lefty just keeps sawing shit. (laughs) Lefty eventually saws his way back into the movie and starts killing the Massacre family like a fucking 
boss. Yeah. He's chainsaws akimbo. He's exploding and on the table. I assume it launched him into the air and he landed on a ledge looking all cool. Uh, but Stretch does some of her own chainsawing and takes up the ancestral blade of the family and screams her victory upon the mountaintops. Ah. Yeah, then. just like that. Just like that. <laughs> she even does her little dance, too. It's true. It's real cute. Go Stretch. I like Stretch in this movie. She's one of the better um, final girls. She's cool. Opinion. Yeah, I'm a big fan of her and the way that Caroline Williams portrays her throughout the movie. Um, yeah. I haven't seen her in a whole lot, but um, I follow her on Instagram. She seems pretty cool, and she's still acting. Um, she's yeah. like a Barbara Crampton type. Um, who I, I think uh, okay. I think she's been like steadily working, you know, pretty steadily since she was in Texas Chainsaw too. But um, she's had a like resurgence over the past like decade um, because people are really into seeing former scream queens i use that in quotes um in in horror movies and new horror movies uh so yeah she's also in leprechaun 3 have you seen leprechaun 3 the one in vegas i have is she the the girlfriend she's no she's the um she's like a dealer at the casino and she's the one who's like tits explode <laughs> she like wishes oh, for dear. plastic surgery and then like her lips blow up and like her whole body blows up uh, i don't know it's pretty crazy but yeah they do a good job of making her look like frumpy in that movie i didn't <laughs> know it was her at first but yeah um happy saint patrick's day watch the leprechaun movies if you can and if you want to oh yeah that's coming up soon you shouldn't yeah. watch those movies though Kyle. Watch one and four, and then you're pretty much done. Oh, I love the fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're all good. Except for Leprechaun Origins, I think it's called. That one sucked. But the rest of them were good. Anywho. Yeah. Um, uh, how did you feel about Texas Chainsaw 2? Oh, I really like it. I, I didn't watch it all the way through until, I'd say sometime maybe like five years ago. Um, I definitely saw it after I saw the first one, which I saw in like my early twenties. I was like 21, I think. Um, and yeah, I like that it goes for a completely different vibe. It doesn't, if they had gone for the same like gritty exploitative vibe that they used in the first one, it probably would have played out exactly the same as the first one. Yeah, I mean, the, the ending of this one is literally just that scene from the first one. Yeah. Done a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's done entertainingly enough to where it's okay that it's, like, really similar. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Um, I, I like this movie a lot. And I like Bill Mosley. He's really cool. I like the way that Leatherface is portrayed. I like the fact that it's funny. And we get the perspective of the the family and that's what makes yeah. it funny that's what makes it a comedy is that i saw this was listed as horror comedy when i googled it uh-huh. and i was like oh I, I mean i guess yeah. like down to the poster that 
parodies the Breakfast Club poster. You know, it's, oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, they made that artistic choice, and I think it worked out really well for them because it came out like right after, maybe a year after the Breakfast Club did. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan. Oh, now I can oh. ask you my. Um, so on our Patreon, Kyle and I did a little who would win in a fight sesh um that will be coming out in a couple of weeks if i'm not mistaken but yes um for now kyle now i can ask you the who would win in a fight that i had last night that has to do with this film so i'm not going off topic that much so don't get mad All at right. me <laughs> who would win <laughs> in a fight it. it's the battle of the bill mosley's <laughs> who would win in a fight huh? chop top from this movie or Otis from the F- Rob Zombie Firefly trilogy. Absolutely, Otis. Chop Top is such a little you think so? shit. <laughs> yeah, he, all he does is bounce around and you know act crazy. Like Otis gets his hands dirty. I don't know. He's a little trickster. He sneaks up on you. Is he though? Yes. Did he ever sneak up on anyone? Yes. Maybe. No, I think he's he's just <laughs> okay. over the top and creepy. Whereas like he all Leatherface does the heavy lifting in that family. I think. All of them suck in a fight except for Leatherface. Yeah, and it makes you wonder how they've gotten away with it for so long. Yeah, like, I mean, the opening to this movie, the narration said, like, yeah, like, we found a girl. She said there was a horrible house of cannibals, and we looked, and there weren't, so we stopped investigating. Mm -hmm. And people kept going missing in the area for decades. Yeah. Like, that, that made me laugh out loud when I heard them say that. It was like... There are a, have been a series of killing sprees since then, and no one's done a thing about it. Anyway, Texas Chainsaw 2. And, oh, I was going to bring this up later, but the house, like, the family can leave the house. Like, that's an escape into the into the night and never mm-hmm. be caught. I'm okay with that. The house can't vanish, and they can't have cleaned that place up to the point where the police couldn't tell it was a house of evil. Yeah. Did they just not look very hard, or is... Texas a lot more tricky geography wise than I, than I think it is. <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure it's flat. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm assuming that it's canon that they just cleaned up everything and went on their way, or they burned the house down or something. But that that would make more sense actually. That would that would really solve everything, right? Just yeah, burn the burn house, the house down. down and flee. But the, I mean, the narration did say, like, there was just nothing found, so even that burnt-out house was beyond their gaze. Maybe it, like, imploded in on itself, like in Poltergeist. <laughs> it was just, like... <laughs> I love the idea that these this family has a Poltergeist-esque ghost, and they just all get along. And yeah. so when it's time to get going, they're like, hey, house, you know, clean up, we'll come back in a few years and <laughs> yeah. see if we can open up shop again. Make yourself invisible for a little while, thanks. <laughs> Uh, this movie's so ridiculous. It is, and that's I think that's why people love it so much. Because you yeah. need... That's the perfect formula for a horror movie franchise. Like a, um, a, a slasher franchise. Uh, sometimes it works if you have a serious second film. As long as you can do something with it, and as long as there's more story to tell. So, like, Halloween 2, right? That's a pretty serious sequel. Um, yeah. It's it's not 
silly by any means. You've got, um, like, Hellraiser 2 is pretty much more brutal than the first one. Yeah. Um, but then well, you've got... Like, sorry, like go Like Alien, Alien into Aliens, Terminator into Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of examples of a movie that's, you know, it does its own thing, it does it really well, and in the sequel, they just, like, take the five key elements and just crank them up to 11 yeah. And it makes for such an enjoyable time. Exactly. Um, and it, it can be a little bit more lighthearted than the first movie because I think ter- both Terminator 2 and Aliens are both like that. Um, yeah. They're, they're both... They're still intense when they need to be, but they're more heartwarming, I guess. You throw a kid yeah. in there, right? Yeah. And, and it's, you know... Yeah. It's and like more Spielberg, or in this case, James Cameron, who, you know, the king of the yeah. sequels. <laughs> and like cut out uh, Elm Street 2, but yeah, Elm Street 1 to Elm Street 3 is the same thing of just like, Freddy's creepy, and then they get to Dream Warrior his ass, and it's so much fun. Yeah, um, and I, I would say the second Nightmare on Elm Street is definitely a little more silly than... There's a lot more humor in the second one than there is in the first one. And it's not just like subtext, you know, even if you're watching that movie without going like, gay, you know, um, it's still, it's still going to be a little funnier and you're going to, you're going to laugh more during the second one than the first one. Like Scream 2 gets even more zany with its self-awareness, um, Friday the 13th, I mean, in the second one, they were like, all right, we're not taking ourselves seriously anymore. Here we go. You know? Oh, see, there's too many too many counselors at this camp. Why don't, you know, 90% <laughs> of you just go into town for the night and just let the movie happen? Yeah. With Leprechaun, it's a little different because the first one was pretty lighthearted, too. It was already goofy, yeah. Yeah, so you throw just... Francis from Pee-wee's Big Adventure into a movie, and it's going to be kind of silly even if he's playing john wayne gacy you're still like that's francis <laughs> you know oh, john wayne you're such a silly, silly guy. <laughs> yeah he's fabulous in that movie he's really good but it's uh yeah i'm i'm still just like that's that's francis from peewee's yeah. big adventure um the child's play too the first one is a pretty serious film even though there's a killer doll you know yeah. that's silly but the second one is even sillier, and there's a climax in a toy store or a toy factory. Um, yeah. yeah, and I mean, Child's Play just went full. Yeah, Child's Play insane. I think is the best horror franchise ever, just with constant quality of their uh, movies. Oh yeah, it's all and it even the show more was more good. Fun. You know, I still need to finish the show. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't love the show but i liked it enough to watch the whole season and like enjoy it um and it's still got that you know tongue-in-cheek sort of silly serial killer vibe um so yeah this this movie does what it was always meant to do they were destined to make a comedy out of (laughs) texas chainsaw massacre um, but even like Toby Hooper, I've heard that Toby Hooper has said in the past before he, you know, died that, um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was always meant to be a comedy. 
which is insane. You know, he, did he watch the a, first one? He was he a crazy any... person. He had to have been, you know, but, um, yeah. Isn't it wild that between Texas Chainsaw, the first one and the second one, he did poltergeist like right in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so like Spielbergian, and he he you know he did a few movies between the two Texas Chainsaw Massacres, but Poltergeist is the one that sticks out. That like holy crap, like yeah, that was Toby Hooper, <laughs> the guy um, behind Leatherface. Yeah. Somehow made this movie. He's a cool guy. One cool Hooper. Uh yeah, so. Basically, I guess, so Kit Carson wrote the screenplay for this movie um, after he, he, he and Toby Hooper met at O'Hare in Chicago because they were both, they both had like, they were either flying from Chicago or they had connecting flights that, you know, one landed in Chicago um, they met when Toby Hooper was on his way to the Cannes Film Festival to show the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, and they talked for a little while and they were like, we should collaborate one day, whatever. And then, you know, just over 10 years later, they ended up doing this movie together. There were a lot of people who were around for the first Texas Chainsaw, like behind the scenes, um, who were either involved in production or were almost involved in production or just, you know, missed production (laughs) on this movie that got to work on Texas Chainsaw 2. Um, So it seems like they had a pretty decent time filming. I watched, um, if you go on YouTube, you'll get a lot more information than I'm going to give you because we just don't have an hour and a half for me to regurgitate all of this. But... um, Somebody spliced together a bunch of the, um, like, featurettes. They're almost like DVD featurettes, you know? The making yeah. of whatever. Um, and with this, it was mostly the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. And it, it was really interesting just seeing interviews with Tom Savini, who did the special effects for this movie, and um, C- Carrie White, no relation to the Stephen King character. Who was their director of photography, if I'm not mistaken? Um, who I don't know if he was also. I don't think he was also the set designer. I can't remember the name of the set designer, and I can't remember if that was Carrie White. I'm just gonna run to the IMDb page really quick <laughs> because I'm getting confused. But um, yeah, they built all of those sets um, that you see in the movie, which is insane. Right? Yeah. All those environments really did seem it feels, heavily interacted with. Yeah. And it feels really expensive. This movie feels really expensive yeah. considering they... So Canon, the Canon group, whatever, that, that production company produced this movie. And like less than a couple days before they were set to start shooting... They, um, uh, Canon, like they had a meeting with them and they basically said, okay, we're, go- we're taking a million dollars off of your budget. Oh boy. So they had to take that news and completely rewrite the script as the movie went on. 
So like Kit Carson, yeah, Terminators in this one anymore. <laughs> Kit Carson is sitting there like rewriting scenes that they are shooting that day, um, just to make up for the fact that they were out an entire million dollars. So, really sucks. Um, Dick move. Yeah, I'm sorry. Richard Chorus was the director of photography. I lied to you, and I'm really sorry. Carrie White did production design. He did, you know, the sets. He designed all the sets. I expect so much better from you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I got confused, and I didn't write his name down. But, um, yeah, so they really they got rid of those sets after they filmed, and I think it was Carrie White in the um, his interview was saying that, like, they really should have kept those sets and done, like, a haunted house for Halloween every year because people would eat that shit up. That would be a money maker, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had to borrow a bunch of crap from lots of different people in order to decorate the sets. They had to go out and, like, just find bones. Just found a bunch <laughs> of bones. Because there are so many bones in this fucking movie. Um, yeah. So it sounds like they had... Asking a... <laughs> Toby Hooper if he has any idea where he can find extra bones that look human. He's like, do you have any fields where I can get some bones? <laughs> Yeah, I'm making well, a movie, I'm the skeletons from Poltergeist. <laughs> yeah, so um, fun production. It sounds like they were flying by the seat of their pants for the most part. And like everything in the radio station was borrowed. Um, everything had a label on the back of it so that you knew who it belonged to after production was over so you could give it back. Um, so yeah, this movie feels like... I'm I'm... I mean, I can only assume that this movie has a bigger budget than the original one did. Um, but it feels it like it to, has right? a way bigger budget. Um, but they just were very creative and did a really good job uh, yeah, making the movie. It, it added a lot in certain places, but also I think it detracted from others. And I'll get more into that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it two-edged sword, double-edged sword? <laughs> How sad. A double-edged chainsaw. Uh, Dennis Hopper thought uh, that this movie... He, he said that this movie was the worst movie he ever made um, until he was in Super Mario Brothers, and then he changed his answer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which makes sense. I've seen that the Super Mario sucks. Brothers movie. Yeah, that's... It's garbage. entertaining, but it's really bad. I don't even think it's that entertaining. Yeah. It's uh, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, also, um, I, I don't know if they mentioned this in the movie, but I don't remember them saying that. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. So the corpse, like the dead body that they're carrying around the whole movie, uh, like the one that Leatherface has in front of him, uh, when he's harassing the guys in the car. His little dancing costume. You know? Yeah. Yes, that's the body of the hitchhiker from the first movie. Oh, yeah. They definitely never say that. Apparently, since doesn't have a name. Yeah, apparently, um, Chop Top and Hitchhiker guy were twins. Um, and Chop Top was in Vietnam whenever uh, the Texas first, yeah, when the first movie happened. You know, which doesn't really, I don't know. Like I these people are like so Vietnam. far off the grid. How, like, how could he have possibly been okay with going to Vietnam? 
Like, how did they find him? You know what I mean? I think I think he found them. He's like, I like want to kill people. Like, he wanted to go and kick some ass and then come home, I guess. Um, and that's why, oh, I yep. mean, they had to have an that excuse for, for why he had a metal plate in his head. Lick my plate. Did they, though? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could have not explained that at all, and I would not have been... Yeah. The least amount of time perturbed. Like, yeah. Like, oh, he has a plate in his head. It's like, okay. Leatherface is a leather face. They didn't explain that. So I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty open to whatever's going to happen next. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. So should we maybe... I've got just a few, maybe a few other things. I think I sort of explained most of what I was going to say. Um, Yeah. Oh, one more thing. I, I think they pulled this for time constraints or I don't know. But in the original idea for the script, they were going to have it pan out that it turns out Lefty is Stretch's, like, dad. Like, she's his illegitimate daughter. What? Yeah. Uh and, they didn't need that. Yeah, I'm in the in the interviews, Caroline Williams was saying that she was a little upset about it because she she felt that whenever that was the case in the script, when that was an actual plot point, it felt even more like the movie was about like family, you know. But then you also get the you find out later on in the movie that Lefty is Franklin and Sally's uncle. Um, I thought that was, I thought his introduction included a mention of that. Huh? Oh, yeah. I think it did. I'm sorry. You're yeah. right. Um, so, yeah, it's, there's that family element there. Like, it's okay that Stretch is just a random passerby. Yeah. Like, a, like, just a random pawn in this game who turns out Not to be Not everything has to be connected. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. Let's talk about things we liked, things we didn't like. I want you to go first because you said that you had some qualms about this movie. Uh, I do. You know what? This, this first scene does include both of them. Uh, okay. The introduction of Chop... Is it Chop Shop or Chop Chop? What's chop this? Top. T-O-P. Chop Top. I yes. hate his name. I um, know you do, buddy. His introduction when he's at the uh, radio station and he's just being creepy, talking to Stretch. He's heating up his coat hanger and then scratching his head and he's just so creepy and like evil but not not like super I, I can't i couldn't find the right word for this where menacing where it's like he's not doing anything that is overtly antagonistic towards stretch yeah he's just being a real creep and a freak mm-hmm. um and then when they're at the vault he's like oh look in here and then leatherface bursts out chainsaw Re- revan it was so cool yeah and was like the coolest part of the first movie was when Leatherface like just like that just popped out of somewhere and yeah. did his killing. Gets me every time when he pops out of that hallway. Like I know it's coming and then it happens and I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah. It's a great jump scare. It is a perfect jump scare because it's the scare doesn't stop after the jump. Like it's exactly. the next couple minutes are pretty intense as he's trying to get into that door. But then when we get to the problem with Leatherface as a character is he shouldn't be on screen for more than like 10 seconds at a time because watching him dance around with that chainsaw and do his whole bit it's like oh like 
this is getting this is goofy not menacing anymore it's like you're not crazy you're an idiot yeah yeah that's i mean that's that's the long and short of it i think it's <sighs> the sort of the point that he's, yeah, I... he's sort of a puppet for his uh, fellow well... family members and like now that i know that they were in a sense going for a comedy like that Mm-hmm. choice isn't as you know out there but yeah still like he is so cool and menacing like don't don't let me see him dance like an idiot for 30 <laughs> seconds as he tries okay. to chainsaw a steel door apart yeah i know what you mean but yeah i think that was my favorite favorite scene of the movie was him being menacing and then popping out like that yeah like that was i had that one material. written down too that yeah that's my favorite my favorite part of the movie and also my least favorite part because like the scene leading up to that whenever chop top is like in the studio and he's talking to her and he like won't let up and she's really freaked out it's so awkward it's so painful to watch i'm just yeah. like oh god i need this to be over he makes my skin crawl he's so creepy um yeah and then you get pandemonium for what 15 minutes after that and he's sitting there you know hitting lg in the head with a hammer or a mallet or his own fist i can't remember what it is whatever he had yeah i think it's a hammer right yeah it was a hammer um but yeah he's all of that was improvised like every time he was he would say something and Toby Hooper was like, that's hilarious. I'm going to leave that in. And he like left all of it in, basically. Oh, so you've got, yeah. you've got Chop Top saying all these ridiculous, goofy things while he's just beating the shit out of, out of LG. Um, that was the thing I was going to mention. Where what? some of these scenes, like, it just drags on where he's just like repeating the same thing. Like, the director told him, like, hey, here's your bit. Yeah. We're just not going to stop rolling until uh-huh. I feel like it. Yeah, he's and a so very enthusiastic uh, dragged actor. on. Yeah. He is, yeah, and he did a good, a pretty good job. Again, I think one of my complaints about this movie is it's an hour and forty minutes. It really could be an hour and fifteen, and I wouldn't feel like I've lost much. I I know what you mean. I feel like fifteen would cut it a little too short, but like twenty five, thirty, like hour twenty five ish, an hour and twenty seven minutes. I think would be perfect. <laughs> For this movie, because it does, it loses me a little bit. And I'm very easily lost on movies. We we know this. I've talked about it a billion times. But, yeah, I, I it's not too much to where I leave the movie completely. I'm not necessarily ever really bored by this movie. It's just I almost get there. You know? I'm like, yeah. all right, okay. Come on. Yeah, yeah, get her, get her letter face, get that bitch. Like, what's the, what's the next line? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. Um, so yeah, I, uh, the opening crawl, I like that they did that again for this movie. You think they're going to keep doing that throughout the, uh, the, the month, the season? I don't know. I they did something similar to an opening crawl in the new one. Um, but it wasn't the same. It's not an opening crawl. It's more of a, just a, like a narration. So we'll see. Um, I hope, (laughs) I hope that's the theme like for the first four, but I don't know if it will be. Eh, Time will tell. Yeah. Um, I really like the, (laughs) um, 
when they're at the chili cook-off and what's his name? I, I can't remember the old guy's name. I think his, he's just credited as chef in the... Yeah, I think chef or pops or something. Yeah. First of all, apparently he's not their dad. I <laughs> This whole time I thought that he was their dad, but then in the movie he said that he's their brother. I'm like, that guy's yeah. old. That's crazy. That, the old guy was the grandfather and yeah. so we're missing a father that, figure. Yeah, that, that grandpa makeup is much, much better in this movie than it was in the first one. Um, yeah. And that's because they had money and Tom Savini. So he looks <laughs> like he's he's de-aged a little bit. Like, grandpa looks great for his age yeah. in, in this movie. <laughs> in this one, I do believe he can hold a hammer. Yes, definitely. And, um, but no, yeah, whenever we're at the chili cook-off and he shows up, and he was in the first movie, and you're like, oh, shit. Oh, my God, his chili won, and it's made out of people. I did not recognize him until the phone call in the car, mm-hmm. and that's when I realized, like, oh, yeah. fuck, these assholes just ate people. That's, yeah, that's how it was for me whenever I watched this for the first time, because I hadn't seen... Texas Chainsaw. I had only seen it like once and it was way before I watched this movie. <laughs> and I was like, oh, ghosts, it's people. Oh, no. And then, you know, you watch it again and you're like, oh, wait, he was in the first one the whole time. Yeah, I really should have recognized him. I, uh, it's okay that you didn't, though. Don't worry. I'm so, I'm so angry at no, myself. Don't I'm so worry, angry. Kyle. At the end, How? whenever she takes his, the chainsaw out of their corpse mother's hands her grandma yeah and she's trying to start it and it it just won't fucking start (laughs) it's like all right okay (laughs) it's old (laughs) and this is an example of why chop top would have lost in a fight to uh otis was he's just slashing away at her back the entire time she's trying Mm -hmm. to do it and he does not deal a single significant blow yeah what was he what did they teach him in nam come on I don't know. That's a really good question. <laughs> yeah, he went to Nam, but he was the cook. Really freaked everybody out. <laughs> we wouldn't let him have a gun or even a knife. Damn. We had a lot of soup. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so... Well, I, I can't think of a, a scene to necessarily highlight this, but the uh, the problem with the having more money and Tom Savini on hand... Uh-huh. Um, I think the first movie... One of its better points was that it didn't really show much gore, yes. and that it was left for our imaginations. Mm-hmm. They and so this one, like they got the money and the talent, so they start putting in the gore. Uh huh. And I'm like, oh, like oh, you just brought yourself back down to a more ordinary story instead of a unique story. But yeah, so it bummed me out to see it, especially since other than like Leatherface running around with the chainsaw in his belly, I didn't really care for much of the other gore. Yeah, um, I can take it or leave it. Um, I think that this movie was too silly to not also go over the top with the special effects and the gore. Um, because I think it would have felt really cheap. I think that's the term I'm looking for. If if we hadn't gotten over the top blood and guts along with the over the top like ridiculousness of the movie... It feels even keeled because the first one, the first one isn't, it's over the top, but in a different way. It's, it just, it's really, really brutal. 
Yeah. Um, so you don't need, there's no humor. There's maybe a little humor in the first one. Um, but for the most part, it's just like, Jesus Christ. Right. Like you just, Oh God, I hate Franklin so much. (laughs) And he still had his little flashlight that he wouldn't give to his sister. I know. It's crazy. Franklin. Oh God. What have they done to you, boy? My boy, my baby boy, what do they do to you? <laughs> I've abandoned my child. I've abandoned my Franklin. <laughs> I've abandoned my chainsaw. Ah, <laughs> uh, what a time to be alive. Anyways. Um, <laughs> or not, in Franklin's case. <laughs> so, uh, should we, shall we wrap up? Uh, should, do, we, do we need to go on? You can cut this out. Um, is there anything else? I got else one more. We should? Okay, nope. you got one more. Go All right, so Cammy. Yes. At the beginning of the movie, uh-huh. uh, we had those two assholes driving a car. Yes. Did you uh, did you happen to go look at their license plate? No. What did it say? All right. <laughs> F-A-H oh. space Q. Oh, that's funny. Did you take a picture <laughs> of it? <laughs> uh, no. I was watching it on my iPad on a janky site, so I didn't really want to touch anything. Oh, damn. So I couldn't rewind it. You should uh, you should see if you can find a still from the movie with the um, license plate and post it on your Instagram. Ooh, I should. <laughs> Just because yeah. that's the theme anyway. Uh, yeah. And I love that little, that little joke at the beginning with these two over-the-top assholes. It really... It helped to pull me into the movie a lot more than the mm-hmm. opening for the first one did. Yeah. Whatever happened to those sunglasses? You know those kinds of sunglasses that that guy is wearing where it's like Was holographic it and you can like, yeah, it's eyes or like some of them had skulls. Those were everywhere in like the 90s. And now I, I feel like you would only be able to find those online. They were in like gas stations and gift shops. Um, I remember seeing them like in the Dells a lot when I was a kid. Now, I haven't seen I a pair of those in... Almost at all years i want to find some i'm gonna get some and i'm gonna wear them every time we record now we'll get them for you for your birthday (gasps) thanks march 17th no (laughs) (laughs) not even close well then you won't be getting a present on march 17th i hope you're happy talk yourself right out of a sale (laughs) crap all right i think we can move on to rating this how many chainsaws are you giving it this week all right so we said it's five chainsaws or a massacre correct yes okay um what did i give the movie last week i think i gave it the massacre i think you and Jarrett gave it the massacre or five stars or whichever yeah you guys scored it really high um i don't want to also give this one the massacre but it is up there i'm gonna give it a five um just because like you said it does feel maybe a little too long but that's it's so minor to me and i still really really enjoy this movie i just want to i don't want to give two movies the massacre i'm gonna give the massacre to the og i'm gonna give this one like five and a half I want to get it the closest it can go to the massacre without actually giving it to it. You know what I mean? You're trying to spare the people of Texas. You can't keep massacring them week after week. They won't stand for it. <laughs> nope. Oh, that reminds me of one, another 
plot hole that just sh- sprang into my brain fully formed. Uh-huh. Um, that DJ, the radio station, yeah. it said gun store on the side. No one ever got a gun. This is Texas. Come on. Huh. Yeah, you're right. Well. She should have shot those fuckers dead the moment that well, she saw them in the lobby. It's <laughs> funny. Okay. Well, on that note. Okay. Well, I'm going to throw my number in there, too. I think last week I gave gave it the three stars because it had legacy, you know, stuff adding to it. Mm-hmm. This one I'm going to give a genuine stand on its own three stars. Okay. Better than the first one, over the top and fun, but also, like I said, a little too, not a little, kind of too long and misses in a couple of spots, but overall much better than the first one in my opinion. Okay, cool. And that is the show. Yes, it is. Um, Join us next week. Leatherface. Yes, please do. Um, Until then, you can find us on social media. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Magic Ghost Baby. You can find us as a network and now as a podcast on Instagram at Spooky Time Presents. Network is Spooky Time Network. From now on, we're going to be posting everything that has to do with all of our shows on there. And what shows are those? Uh, are, what shows are those? For now, it'll just be Glitter and Gore and... Uh, spooky time presents but in the future we might have more you never know i just spilled a bunch of water i'm gonna clean that up um but yeah future shows um but both of those shows will be on that specific instagram so kyle where can we find you uh you were just talking about instagram so i'll say instagram old man yells at clouds underscores between all the words and how uh, and I'm gonna be posting, fuck you on my license plate on the, on there pretty quick. Perfect. Tune Sounds in good. To find it. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to support the show and donate to the Patreon, it's Patreon.com/slash Spooky Time Podcast. Mm-hmm. Give us five dollars, just five dollars, and you can unlock like dozens of bonus shows we've been piling up over the years. It's true. There's so much. And they're all so good. I would pay $5 for them, but I make them, so I get them for free. And I don't I'd have to. buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Jarrett wasn't here, so I had to say it. <laughs> I hear that guy's getting his own spinoff on really? Disney+. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> the the guy from days. Robocop? <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Um, well, yeah, like I think that's the show. Fare thee well, brave travelers. May the roads you walk remain chainsaw free. (laughs) All right, bye.